Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Nine miles an hour, so if you're driving a high-sided vehicle, be careful crossing the bay. The WTOP Traffic Center is presented by Window Nation. Pay no interest for five years on your new windows. Visit windownation.com. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Eyes will start clearing even more, but our temperatures will not drop very much at all. Not until we get to the afternoon on your Saturday here. So 40s and around 50 degrees here early this morning will drop to the low and mid 40s for the afternoon and the winds will start picking up again. Gusts possible late morning, early afternoon, around 40 miles per hour. So we've got the wind alert up for your Saturday here. We're mostly sunny and windy on Sunday, 40 to 45 degrees. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert weather center right now we are at 54 degrees and holding at our nation's capital where the time now on wtop is 359 you're listening to wtop washington's news traffic and weather station wtop news facts matter and a good saturday morning it's the weekend everybody we've made it thanks for joining us this january 13th i'm dean blaine coming up the u.s carries out new strikes in yemen against the houthi rebels A teen locally accused of being involved in a carjacking and a shooting. How proposed budget cuts will impact D.C. services. The money is going to have to come from somewhere. I'm Sandra Jones. Wall Street ended mixed. Closing bell Friday. The Dow was down 118. The Nasdaq edged up three. The S&P picked up four. It's four o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Stacey Lynn. Hat and gloves required for more than 200 million Americans dealing with seriously cold temps. Weather Channel meteorologist Jim Cantori is in Chicago. This major winter storm, the strongest yet to take aim at the Midwest this season. Nebraska hit by a blizzard. The storm covering the entire state of Iowa, creating whiteout conditions and bone-chilling cold. In the west, treacherous driving conditions in Utah, in the California mountains. Snow falling as far south as Flagstaff, Arizona. And a 60-year-old Chicago man has now died from the cold weather. He was found dead in his home with no heat or electricity. They're dealing with the winter storm system in Iowa as the state gets ready for the caucuses on Monday. While in Taiwan, voters are at the polls now choosing a new president. The BBC's Celia Hatton is in Taipei. Many young voters, for example, they're much more focused on issues that are really confronting them right now. How do I get a job? Will I ever have the money to buy? an apartment? Why has the minimum wage not gone up in years? That kind of thing. However, there are lots of other people, more older people in general, who are more focused on the geopolitical situation, the possible threat from China. So it's almost like two elections are happening at once. 
Another U.S. strike on Houthi rebels in Yemen. BBC correspondent Charles Havilland. The U.S. Central Command wrote on X that its fresh attack was conducted by a naval ship, the USS Kearney, using Tomahawk land attack missiles, and that this was a follow-up action to Friday morning's strikes aimed at degrading the Houthis' ability to attack vessels in the Red Sea. The Houthis' television channel said earlier that the latest assault was the work of what it called the American-British enemy. It said there had been several raids on the Yemeni capital Sana, which they control. The flu is running rampant right now. CBS's Omar Villafranca reports less than half of us have gotten our flu shots. I think there definitely is some vaccine fatigue out there from the last couple of years. He sounds pretty good. Stein says she missed getting her son's flu shot this year and urges parents to take the flu seriously. I would definitely go with your gut, listen to your instincts and either get the flu shot or be very proactive in your treatments. Meanwhile, the Red Cross desperately needs your blood. It's in crisis mode right now with a dangerously low blood supply. The number of people who donate blood has dropped by 300,000 since the pandemic. There was a 7,000 unit shortage between Christmas and New Year's alone. This is CBS News. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. WTOP at 403. It's Saturday morning. It's the weekend, everybody. We've made it January 13th, 2024. A wind alert. Falling temps throughout the day today, starting out with a high in the 40s and 50s. We're at 54 right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We thank you for taking us along for your early 4 a.m. hour ride. Topping the stories we're following for you as we roll into this morning together Saturday on WTLP. A 15-year-old teen locally from Woodbridge, Virginia, is behind bars Saturday morning accused of being involved in a shooting and carjacking locally in D.C. that happened on Friday. Police say this morning the teen boy and two other suspects carjacked someone on 14th Street in Southeast. The victim was assaulted, robbed at gunpoint, and they say had their car stolen altogether. Short time later, near Benning Road in Northeast, police say an unknown person then exchanged gunfire with those same carjackers. That person shot the teen suspect. Officers later found the teenager and the vehicle as well, the carjacked vehicle. He was taken the into custody. The suspect now facing several charges Saturday morning, including, we're told, armed assault, armed carjacking, and assault with a deadly weapon. Anyone with info was asked to contact the Metropolitan Police Department as soon as possible. Meantime, word that an employee of a local school system in Howard County is under arrest this morning, facing some serious charges Saturday. Howard County Police have charged an employee of the Glenwood Country Daycare School with sexual abuse of a minor. Damon Patterson, 31, of Elkridge, is facing multiple counts this weekend of sex offenses involving Contact with an 11-year-old child. Patterson had worked in the before and after school programs and summer camps for approximately two years. The victim in this case then disclosed the abuse apparently just last week to a friend who notified then a trusted adult. The adult actually contacted police and detectives, launched a full-fledged investigation, which led to Patterson's arrest late Thursday this week. The adult contacted police for that situation. Now, the child reported that the abuse actually occurred over a period of two years, with the last incident actually occurring in the summer of 2023. Detectives are asking anyone with info, including any other children who may have been victimized by Patterson, to contact Howard County Police. WTOP at 405. D.C. leaders say they're faced with a tough budget year. 
And to that end, are searching for departments in which they can make cuts. One of the agencies that could lose green, as in money, helps the district's most vulnerable population right now. All this could spark yet another debate between the mayor and council. WTOP's own Sandra Jones Saturday morning with some insight from D.C.'s Department of Human Services director. Tackling spending pressures in the district. We're going to do everything we can to protect the services and supports that are essential to our social service programs. But it's not going to be pain free. That's D.C.'s director of DHS, Laura Green Zeilinger. She's responding to a recent email from her department telling housing and homelessness nonprofits to tighten their budgets because cuts are coming. We didn't say this is what we need you to cut. This is what your new grant agreement our contract says, please come up with a plan to tell us where you might be able to find some savings. That did not sit well with D.C.'s at-large council member, Robert White. What we're looking at is bad budgeting and bad planning as opposed to an unforeseen set of emergencies. Sandra Jones, WTOP News. WTOP News Time, now 4.06. They say it would add green space and enhance the community overall. This morning, WTOP's Nakai Nelly tells us uh, that some residents in Northeast D.C. are working with the city to build a 40,000-square-foot park in their neighborhood. It's a piece of land in the shape of a triangle in the Union Market area, and some who live there say it should be turned into green space. It is perfect for a community park. Reginald Shaw Richardson is leading a community effort to get a park built there near 4th Street and New York Avenue in Northeast. He's in talks with D.C.'s Parks and Recreation Department, looking at next steps for how the land could be developed. They are working with us to try to figure out which entities own it to try to get it cleaned up, at least for now. He says building the park will cost three and a half million dollars. We are going to reach out to the community and try to get them to contribute to this wonderful pocket park, which is something D.C. doesn't have. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. WTOP News Time 407. Let's talk transportation on WTLP this weekend, Saturday morning, specifically Metro. says it's doing more track work this weekend, so a heads up from WTLP. This will impact travel on parts of the blue, orange, and silver lines. The track work closures run through Monday. The courthouse and Roslyn stations are closed. There are also street closures in effect on Monday for the annual MLK Day Parade in Southeast. You can get more info on the Metro closures and street closures a click away at WTLP.com. It is Saturday morning, January 13th. Welcome into WTOP. Thanks for starting your morning with us. Time now, 408. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the gates and when it breaks. Good morning to Ken Berger in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Dean. Not seeing any delays anywhere on the Capitol Beltway. That accident near Georgia Avenue and the inner loop is totally cleared, so all lanes are now open, both in Maryland and in Virginia. Uh, still seeing some wet roadways here and there, but things appear to be improving. Not seeing a whole lot of ground fog. Looks like it's lifting a little bit, or at least moving away from the Capitol Beltway. We actually have reports of a work zone in Montgomery County. This is on southbound 270. It's going to be in the main lanes or the through lanes around Shady Grove Road. And taking a look at the cameras in that general area, we are seeing some flashing lights on the southbound side of 270. It's reported to be in the two left lanes on the left shoulder. So just be careful and stay over to the right side as you make the approach to or from Shady Grove Road on 270 in Montgomery County. In Prince George's County, the long-term work zone setup. Uh, this affects Croom Road both directions. That's Maryland 382 prior to Sasser Lane. Uh, was only one right lane block. Now they have everything shut down. This is because of work going on at the bridge over Charles Branch in 
Virginia, not seeing any work zones that have popped up. All lanes are clear on the Capitol Beltway. No issues on 66 from the Capitol Beltway to the, Rose- oh, to the Roosevelt Bridge. Outside the Beltway, things are running just fine, heading all the way out to the Route 81 interchange south of Winchester. Go electric to Fitzway. Looking for an electric car? Try the new Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at Fitzmall.com. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic out. The temperatures still pretty high in the 50s across the area. Get ready for tumbling temperatures with those clearing skies today. And our winds will be up too. Once again, increasing to about 40 miles per hour. So we're going with a wind alert on this Saturday. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Around the region this early morning, we are looking at 54 degrees, Upper Marlboro, 48, Woodbridge, down a couple to 50 in our nation's capital. Brought to you this time around on WTLP by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. Go to longfence.com. WTLP at 410. Where we bring you money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Jeff Claybaugh joins us this early morning to wrap your business week. Wholesale prices fell in December for the third straight month, bringing wholesale inflation down to just 1% 1% in 2023. Delta Airlines says ticket sales for premium seats is up 15%. Delta had record revenue last year. The Washington Business Journal says the owner of the former Landover Mall is moving to Plan B, a data center campus, after being scratched as a new FBI headquarters site. The Dow lost 118 points Friday. Jeff Clayball, WTOP News. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Are you prepared for an emergency or disaster? Because it's not a matter of if, but when. Don't find yourself saying, I'll trust water bottles and a flashlight to save the day, but I'll be proved wrong. With a tornado approaching, I'll realize that I like a wheelchair accessible shelter. When the floodwaters rise, I'll be up in the attic with 20 cans of beans. It's a recipe for disaster. Let's prepare so we all have a better story to tell. Get started at ready.gov slash older adults. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. It's 4 a.m. Monday. And you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. It's Saturday, January 13th. Welcome to the weekend. Thanks for starting with us this early morning here at WTLP. We're under a wind alert today with falling temps throughout the day. Starting out somewhere in the 40s and 50s as you rise this morning, according to Veronica. We're at 54 and holding in our nation's capital right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. Welcome in. 412 on WTOP. Glad you're in with this this early morning. This is WTOP News. Checking out stuff for you to watch this weekend. New on the big screen, 20 years after the original Mean Girls, they've done a remake that has musical elements to it. We as women have to support each other. If you need to talk to me about anything, boy troubles, blackheads, or alcohol poisoning, I have been through it all. This morning, Kristen Toto of the Hollywood and Toto podcast tells her own Dimitri Sotis the remake made him think about the brilliance of the first one. The original film, which was so good, inspired a Broadway musical just a few years ago. And I guess they thought, well, we've got the musical version. Maybe we could update the story. 
put it out on the big screen and see if people will come and check it out. I think they will. And the good news is so much of the DNA from that original movie is intact here, including some of the stars, including Tina Fey, who also has a hand in writing the new film, but she plays uh, one of the teachers as well. And again, it's a story about a new student in a school and she runs into this clique of really, really mean girls and she ends up getting to know them, befriending them. And of course, there are complications there. It's all about teen angst. Isn't as funny as the original film. There are chuckles along the way. I did enjoy the musical numbers. I thought they were catchy. I thought the way that they expanded the story and really showcased the horror and beauty of high school really worked to the film's advantage. But I have to say, as the movie went on, I just ended up missing the first film. So this is fine. If you've never seen the original Mean Girls, you'll enjoy it even more. If you want a bit of a musical kick, this is the antidote. Uh, This is the, the, the best chance for you. But it feels... Maybe I'm getting older. It doesn't feel like the movie is old enough. Like we just saw the original and it doesn't feel like it's it was the right time for a, an update. But having said that, when you update a good movie and keep most of the jokes intact, that's not a bad thing. Let's change the climate entirely here with a film starring Jason Statham called The Beekeeper. And uh, some actors, they like to really stretch and they play very different characters. Uh, Jason Statham has a certain lane that he's in, like an assassin, uh, a hitman, that kind of thing. And I, I've even seen this referred to as kind of a bonkers B-movie. What did you think? I wouldn't disagree with that at all on any stretch of the imagination. You know, Jason Statham, I think, is a pretty good actor when given the chance, when, you know, but I think he's so comfortable in these action roles that he's just going to give people what they want. And if they want those kind of movies, The Beekeeper is it. He plays this – we don't quite know what he used to do, but he comes out of retirement after this uh, The scam comes to play where they're trying to uh, trick old people out of their money, their life savings. And he's going to hunt down the bad guys and, and bring them to justice. And boy – He does just that, bone crunching. I flinched more than a few times in my seat. That's the kind of action you've got here. And, of course, Jason Statham is big. He's brooding. He knows how to pull off these action sequences better than almost anyone. So you get your money's worth there. But I have to say, in the beginning of the movie, the setup is so gentle and strong and interesting that I thought – Boy, wouldn't it be great if that would carry through the rest of the movie and maybe he could do a different kind of action movie. But that's not what you got here. The Beekeepers is the kind of movie where you can tell they're begging to make this a franchise. The audiences will be the ultimate judge there. But basically, if you like Jason Statham, if you like his action movies, if you like to turn your brain off for two hours, that's the movie for you. Checking stuff for you to watch this weekend. That's Kristen Toto of the Hollywood in Toto podcast talking with our Dimitri Sotis. Quick look this early Saturday morning at some of the top stories we're following for you rolling into the weekend. U.S. military forces have launched another retaliatory strike against Iranian-backed Houthi militants in Yemen. A fast move by the new ownership of the Washington Commander. San Francisco 49ers executive Adam Peters has been hired formally as the new head of football operations. And the Justice Department is now asking the U.S. Supreme Court to order Texas to stop blocking border agents from patrols. More in just minutes. Stay with WTOP. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. The WTOP Charity of the Month is Central Union Mission. Men, women, and children experiencing homelessness and poverty have begun the new year hungry, lonely, and hopeless. But homelessness can end one person at a time when you partner with Central Union Mission. With $3.21, you can provide a meal, care, and an introduction to Central Union Mission's life-changing programs. A gift of $50 will feed and care for 15 people. How much hope can you provide? Visit WTOP.com and search charities. WTLP at 117, traffic and weather coming up. Good morning, good morning. 
You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Showbiz Express Preview. I'm Ross Christie. Struggling to find a better life, Clarence is captivated by the power of the rising Messiah and soon risks everything to carve a path to a divine existence. Lakeith Stanfield stars in the adventure dramedy The Book of Clarence. Well, some things change, and it seems like some things really don't change. The human condition kind of tends to be on a constant. So, you know, if we could speak truth to what we're going through now, I'm sure people before us and after us could identify with the same thing. And, and no matter what your color, creed, or where you come from, you understand that, you know, there's a beginning, there's a crux, there's an end, and there's a revolution. And if we could play within that constant revolution, then we're bringing stories that people can identify with, and that's what we want to do. The Book of Clarence opens in theaters today. One man's brutal campaign for vengeance takes on national stakes after he's revealed to be a former operative of a powerful and clandestine organization known as Beekeepers. Jason Statham stars as Adam Clay in the action thriller The Beekeeper. We're trying to do something that is very visceral and, you know, very shocking and believable. And I think that's what Adam Clay does. He, he provides efficiency rather than something overly flamboyant in terms of the, you know, the fancy stuff. The Beekeeper now playing in theaters. WTOP at 418. Traffic and weather on the aids. Good morning to Ken Berger in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Dean. Very nice ride continues on the Capitol Beltway. All lanes are clear, both in Maryland and in Virginia. And roads appear to be drying out a little bit. Uh, not seeing a lot of that road spray, but it's still wet out there. So, again, take it easy. Also, some patchy ground fog here and there we're seeing. Otherwise, no major worries anywhere on the on 495. The ride up and down 270, both in Montgomery County and Frederick County, clear. Though there is reports of work zones in the through lanes on the southbound, of, uh, southbound side of 270 near Shady Grove Road. There are some flashing lights off in the distance. But the, the travel lanes to the right are open. The work zone reported to be over on the far left side. No worries on 95 between the two beltways. The BW Parkway also in the clear between the two beltways. Route 50 in the clear both sides between the Capitol Beltway and the Bay Bridge. Wind warnings in effect at the Bay Bridge. Sustained wind speeds of 30 to 39 miles an hour. So again, any vehicle subject to high winds, uh, those operators advise to use a lot of caution when driving across the bridge. However, you're not going to find a whole lot of company down there with all lanes open to to the east and three to the west. In Virginia, nice and easy ride up and down the 95 corridor between Springfield and Fredericksburg. No worries up and down the 395 corridor between Springfield and the Pentagon. All lanes are clear. No worries on the freeway between 14th Street and the 11th Street Bridge. Winter's here and with Window Nation, replacing those old windows is easier and more affordable than you think. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Early this morning, temperatures 40s and 50s as skies clear and the rain moves out. But we'll have tumbling temperatures on this Saturday, falling to the low and mid 40s by the afternoon. So warmest part of the day here this morning. If you want to squeeze maybe the car wash in, it is looking like a dry weekend. And keep in mind, the winds are going to be picking up once again late morning to early afternoon. Could have some gusts around 40 miles per hour. It's a wind alert for your Saturday afternoon. By Sunday, we're mostly sunny, a little breezy, 40 to 40. Degrees. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 50 degrees you're waking up to in Hyattsville and Foggy Bottom this 4 a.m. hour. Saturday morning, January 13th, we're looking at 47 degrees in Herndon. We're at 54 once again in our nation's capital, where the time now on WTOP is 421. Passengers on that fateful Alaska Airlines flight that lost the door 
are telling their harrowing story. That's coming up on WTOP. It's 421. Good morning. Uh-oh. Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He's starting with the woots. <laughs> and now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. It's a beautiful morning. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. As veterans, we're no strangers to helping others. That's what we were taught, service before self. But we do have one question for the veterans listening. When is the last time you reached out for help? If you or someone you know needs resources, whether it's for stress, finances, employment, or mental health, don't wait. Reach out. Find more information at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. It's Saturday, January 13th. Welcome to the weekend. Thanks for starting with us here at WTOP at 422. Welcome in. This is WTOP News. Hey, it may not just be the Caps and Wiz moving to Alexandria in a few years. Georgetown's men's basketball team could do the same. We hear NBC4 reports if the deal to build a new sports arena at Potomac Yard goes through, the Hoyas would be part of that agreement. An internal report obtained by... News 4 recently reveals the plan to include Georgetown hoops. It shows those games would be needed to make the funding work. The whole package still needs approval by the Virginia legislature first and the Alexandria City Council as well. The deal also includes moving dozens of large concerts and other events currently held at Capital One Arena in downtown D.C. Ryan Rollins, a former player for the Washington Wizards, now accused this morning of shoplifting from a Virginia Target store over and over again. A document obtained by The Athletic shows Rollins is accused of stealing groceries, body wash, and candles from the Target seven different times, apparently between early September and November of last year, when he was then on the Wizards roster. All told, the items stolen are valued at less than a 1000 bucks. Rollins made a little less than $2 million in his second NBA season. The 21-year-old Rollins was waived by the Wiz Monday night after playing in 10 regular season games. A court hearing in the case is set for early next month. Rollins has not yet entered a plea in the case. <laughs> The IRS says it's recovered hundreds of millions in overdue taxes from wealthy tax cheats at a time when the agency is facing some big budget cuts. Officials at the Internal Revenue Service say they've recovered about $500 million from delinquents, many of them millionaires, since October of last year. Agency leaders spoke with reporters trying to highlight their work, boosted by a $60 billion allocation in 2022 from the Democrats' inflation Reduction Act. Republican lawmakers are working to chip away at that funding. House Speaker Mike Johnson on a negotiated spending deal. Hard won concessions to cut more billions, as you know, from the IRS uh, giveaway. IRS Commissioner Daniel Werfel says they'll use the extra funding over the next 10 years and spread the need for more into later years. I'm Jackie Quinn. Passengers on that fateful Alaska Airlines flight are now telling their harrowing story this weekend of the frightening moments after the door plug tore off at 16,000 feet, leaving a huge hole in the cabin in flight. One passenger saying he feared being sucked out of that plane feet first. 
ABC's Matt Rivers with more now this morning on the investigation into the terrifying mishap and a new lawsuit. Just a day after the FAA announced an investigation into whether Boeing failed to properly inspect its 737 MAX 9 aircraft, which remain grounded, the FAA taking further action auditing the MAX 9's entire production line and all of its suppliers. And in a federal lawsuit, a former employee of Spirit Aerosystems, which manufactured the MAX 9 fuselage, alleging the company's products suffered from an excessive amount of defects.